Thanks for tuning in. We talk NBA offseason, why sports talk is dominated by NBA and NFL, and we have an interesting discussion about John McEnroe's comments towards Serena Williams. And so him saying that about, about Serena, maybe once she has the baby, starts her own family, she said, you know what, give me number 700 in the world and watch me smoke him. Six one six two. She might smoke him, but then, can she smoke the okay, next guy? Seven oh one. Can so, she so, smoke seven oh two? So in two thousand seventeen, why do women have to continue to prove that? If she's not, a, if, she, if she's not a woman, no, she, she doesn't have anything else at all. So, so then me. why say that? Because he's John McEnroe. But he's also John McEnroe. So he also was asked the same qu- a question a little bit later and asked to rank his top tennis players of all time. And then he throws right in as number five. So your number five tennis player of all time is number 700 ever in the world? Because Get out of here with that. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast. The Ultimate Sports Talk Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the New Channel Sports Podcast. I am Oenyi. What's going down, Chris? What's good, man? Let's get to it. Well, we're, we're just going to go right into it. Um, oh, yeah, Trey, you're here, too. I forgot that you're here. What's up, man? Nothing much, man. Why, why are you wearing here. the Saints hat? Man, I got a hat for everything, but you know what's on my mind. What's on your mind? Cowboy Nation. What up? Know. Laker Nation. We're back. Back doing what? Back to, to winning ways, baby. Winning ways. George Hill's coming to town, too. But I have a hat to match. I have a fetish. So I have a hat for almost every team. Okay. Every Except for the Redskins and the Giants okay. and the Eagles. NFC okay. East. NFC East. Okay. No go. Everybody else is fair game. The Eagles have a pretty good logo, though, man. Mm-mm, not on my. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. All right. So we're going to. We've been talking about a lot of NBA. Why is that? Why do we only talk about the NBA? Pretty much NBA, NFL. That's what sports talk is about right now. I mean, do you, with with as much stuff that's going on and how important it is and the moves that are happening right now, I don't know that it makes sense to talk about anything else. You know that I'm not sure how weak Kevin Durant looks right now, you know, taking less money to keep that championship team together so they can win another Three, four, five championships, uh, but what else? What else is there to talk about? Well, first of all, we both know Kevin Durant's move was weak, and this is how we know it was weak for this conversation <laughs> we're having right now. <laughs> we're having this conversation right now because of Kevin Durant. Every team in the NBA is doing one of two things: You're either trying your best to load up to beat Kevin Durant's super team because of his weak move, or you're just stripping down and saying we're going to suck really bad for a long time. Is it? Is it weak? That he's taking less money to keep that team together. Is that weak or is that admirable? It was dumb. Why is it dumb? It's dumb because the owners are billionaires. He just saved the owners $10 million or $20 million when you had the luxury tax and the billionaires. He could have eaten his big contract and still had the players that he wanted. Like LeBron James who's sitting back and saying, if you don't do what I say, I'm out. Instead of being smart like Kevin Durant, I was like LeBron, what he's doing, he's taking less money for a team that's really good, that he made that good. For what? Since when is that not the way to go? Like superstars being greedy and taking that money and then blowing up a team and not having them there. Losing Andre Iguodala, that hurts that team. Losing, you know, Sean Livingston, that hurts that team. 
So if he's doing what it takes to keep that team together, I think that shows his commitment to winning and that this wasn't just about getting that one ring. He wants multiple rings. Is it, I, think, I, I don't agree with what you say. You say he, some superstar, superstars are being greedy. See, I think that's a rhetoric that a lot of fans have. They're not being greedy. You got to go get yours when you can. These are billionaire, billionaires we're talking about. Every single owner in the NBA, before they even own a team, is already a billionaire. I'm not going to cry over you having to pay a $20 million luxury tax when you're already making billions, billions off the players. The Warriors specifically are about to move into a new, new building very soon. They're making lots of money. You don't need to give the owners a discount. For see, what? See, I, I disagree with that. I think that when you're older and you don't have another contract to sign, like David West did when he took less money to go to San Antonio, he, he just left like $9 million on the table to go chase a ring. That's not what Kevin Durant's doing. He has another contract. Once the salary cap and everything is maxed out, he's not going to be able to get more money. You don't think in a year or two from right now, when that when he comes up for a contract talk and they got a, him and Clay and Draymond, you don't think he's going to? You don't think they're going to remember that and pay him that money? They're going to remember regardless. What I'm saying is, he has another contract and he's going to max out on that contract. All he did now is just leave what ten, twelve million dollars on the table. Nine, nine million. That's still money. Yeah, left I, on the table. I agree with you. For what? To give your your owner a break? I think his legacy. The is owner gonna, that'll ship you out once they're done with you. I think his legacy is gonna. When he wins three championships, I think that not nine million dollars will be worth it. That nine million, he'll he'll make that money up in you no see, time. You see, what you're not understanding is, I say he could win those three championships and still have that extra money in the bank. Yeah, but I mean, I guess is. I mean, I don't know. I think you. You have an opportunity to screw over the owners, make them pay that luxury tax, and then and then force their hand, and then you wind up in a situation like you are in Cleveland, where you don't have the tools around you to win the championship. So that in that point, then the four or five million dollars is more important to you than winning the championship, and that's where Kevin Durant. You could, yeah, you take four or five more million dollars, but you don't win the championship the next couple of years. Is it worth it? Cleveland is it, Cleveland is in a situation where if it wasn't because of Kevin Durant. Going to a team with seventy-two wins, that they would be they only winning won 67. right now. I understand your point. What I'm saying is, what they what they did in Cleveland is the exact same thing. Cleveland likely would have won a championship this year if Kevin Durant didn't make his move. So LeBron is in a situation where he's saying, "I'm basically going to take the point where I'm the leader of this team slash owner," and I see that superstars do have that power because the owners are going to have to pay that luxury tax. Why not force their hand when you are a superstar? Like Kevin Durant, the second best player in the league. So when his salary, when his contract comes up for negotiation again, the salary cap will just happen to be $9 million higher than what it is right now. So you don't think Golden State will remember that? My point is they're going to remember that regardless, right? I mean, are they going to say, Kevin Durant, because you made us pay the luxury tax, we're not going to max you out? What he's going to do? He's going to go take a one-year deal with somebody else and then re-up again. Right, but then he loses out on playing with the best team in the world. Possibly the best. When this is all said and done because of the decisions that he's made, we will be talking about the greatest basketball team ever assembled. And that's great. I'm not even debating that. What I'm saying is he could have that plus his extra money. Yeah. They were going to pay that luxury tax. They were going to pay that. Do you see Curry? Not, Curry didn't give him no money. Curry got his $201 million. Yeah, but, you know why? Because Aisha told him, go get that money. But, <laughs> but Curry is going to be two years into his contract when Durant re-ups, and he's able to make that amount of money. So they can't all do it at the same time. It doesn't work like that. So now Iguodala will be gone. He's gone. He'll be retired. 
at, at by the end, by the time this contract's over with. It's not going to be important to sign him. But now we've got to sign Clay. We've got to sign Durant. We've got to sign Green. Now we're talking. And I think that's what he did. And I think you make those types of sacrifices when you're making that amount of money to be able to win championships and to cement your legacy. When this guy finishes, in three, when this contract is up, I'm telling you right now, there will not be a person alive who can make an argument to say that any team ever assembled in the National Basketball Association was better than this Golden State Warriors team. No team. No MJ team. No Magic team. No Shaq and Kobe. Nobody. They will be the greatest NBA team ever. And that makes my point, though. They're the greatest team ever with this contract, the $9 million that he's leaving now, right? So him taking that money now makes no difference. I think it makes sm- no difference. I think it's smart of him, and I think that shows dedication to his teammates as well to say, you know what, Andre, we do want you back because I could take mine and get mine. Yeah, I got to force him to make to make a decision. I don't think they they pay the salary cap exception for Andre Iguodala. That's what you do though. If you're Kevin Durant, nah. instead of instead of saying, hey, I'll take a discount, I'll put the onus on the owners, just like LeBron is nah. doing. And oh, uh, GM, what are you doing? That's what LeBron did all season. And that's what are you why, doing? And that's why De- uh, LeBron's waiting for Melo and is going to lose another superstar to get him. Or lose another star to get him. And that's why Jimmy Butler's not in Cleveland. And that's why Paul George isn't in Cleveland. That's why no one else is going to Cleveland because you pay, you've paid this much money already. That's why Kyrie Irving's potentially not going to be back there. Nobody's going to Cleveland because they have an owner in Dan Gilbert who fired <laughs> one of the best GMs in basketball. So that's a whole different I'm not a situation. Fan, I'm not a fan of that. Pay me my money. Let me get mine and you figure out the rest. And, and maybe that's the corporate person in me. Uh, that just says, you know what? Yeah, I may not be able to make as much because I'm going to make them some money, but in the long run, I think Kevin Durant's going to be fine. I think I just have problems with athletes giving billionaires discounts. That's essentially what happened. You're giving a billionaire discount. Thank does, you. Does Kevin Durant's decision directly um, impact what's happening right now as far as Jimmy Butler being shipped before he becomes a free agent? Paul George being shipped absolutely he becomes a pre agent. Absolutely, if you don't Chris ship Paul, him, if you don't ship him, you lose him. And so I'm, I'm better get something for you now. And I think that you're going to see a lot before teams would take their chances. Now there's no guarantee that these people are signing signing back with the teams they were with before. Think about it. Who's the last? Uh, okay, Blake Griffin did it, but I think he did it probably because he wasn't going to get that amount of money anywhere else. Anybody else who wasn't very injured, how many of them really decide to go back to their teams in recent years? A lot of them are like, you know what? I'm out. I'm out. I mean, just this year alone, look how many people said it. Gordon Hayward may be the person that goes back, but other than that, who's going back to where they're at? Even though there is more money available. Most of those guys, I mean, they could get max contracts at other places, uh, or I'm sorry, to stay where they're at. And instead, like, you know what? I'll take a, a one less year, right? And go over here. And that's, it's sad. It's, it's really sad to me, though. Do you think if OKC can go back in time, they would have traded Kevin Durant before? they let him go to where he wanted to go? I think so, but I think they would have done the same thing with Russell Westbrook and it would have been a mistake. So I think because he wanted to stay. If the owners decide that they're going to ship people off, players off, before they decide to leave it their own, is that a smart move by the owners? I think it just depends. It depends who your superstar is. When you have it, I think the best way to do it if you're an owner now, because these superstars, what they're doing is they're, they're smart. You're not going to say you're leaving your team when you have two years left on your deal and then get booed by your home crowd, right? So I think owners need to check the temperature of their players when they probably will have about two years left. That's the smartest thing to do. You want to ship them off like Chicago did with Jimmy because Jimmy has another year after this upcoming season instead of Paul George getting shipped off for you talking about that's basically pennies on the dollar when you do it on the last year. Yeah, I think this collective bargaining agreement is going to have to be 
changed a little bit because the way that it is right now, it's working out. These players are getting paid. You know, I had an argument, not argument, but a, a nice debate about, you know, NFL players and maybe the people born in the 80s, you know, where, you know, Maddox Johnson signed that 25-year, $25 million contract. And that was like, whoa. Yeah. Now these guys, there's going to be 10 people making that annually, annually. I mean, right now people make fun of the Bobby Bonilla contract, you know, how they're paying. That's nothing compared <laughs> to what these guys are getting paid. NFL players got nothing compared to what these NBA players are getting right now. And it's because of the way these contracts are structured. So I'm glad to see players taking advantage of it. But I also like to see these kids, like, when I get old and gray, my kid's going to be able to argue with me that, oh, my Warriors team in my day was better than your Bulls team. And you know what? They're going to be right. I still think the Bulls were a better team. No way. I do think so. I think they they could slow the game down and really make it tough. Well, let's just say they're playing. Let's say they're playing by the 90s rules. That's a different story. If they're playing by the 90s rules, they can hang with them. Yeah. If they're, even if they're playing by the rules today. And the three-point shot is where it was at in the 90s? Well, I don't think it's going to be as easy for Curry to score on Ron Harper. I don't think it's going to be as easy for Durant to score on Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen might be the only man in NBA history that can actually contain Kevin Durant. I'm not going to say he's going to stop him, but he's the only one that can contain him. Then Rodman is going to give Draymond Green some problems. Okay, and then who's going to hold Jordan in the post? I know Clay Thompson, Thompson. he's not going to do anything. Yeah, but if you take away Clay Thompson, you're going to bring in a a solid defender in Iguodala. He's not going to face what he faced. And then you're going to bring Tony Kukoc off that bench as well. Yeah. And who's going to hold him? Not worried about him. Did he just say Tony Kukoc? <laughs> he did. He did. Tony, Tony Kukoc. Do you remember the story about Tony Kukoc and uh, Scotty Pippen, right? Yep. Where Phil Jackson said, Phil Jackson said, oh, no, no, Scotty. You're not taking the last second shot. Tony Kukoc is. Scotty's still bitter about And he that. is. And Tony <laughs> Kukoc hit that, hit that <laughs> shot. Okay? So no cloud Tony Kukoc. Okay? Yeah. But yeah. anyway, I'm supposed to talk, start this show about talking about why the NBA dominates everything. And we're talking about NBA. You know, NBA, NFL. Usually around this time, the NFL would be popping, right? Yeah. Some player would be doing something stupid. The the NFL's been pretty good this year. There has been no really mischief going on so far. So far. Irving Irving got suspended from my Cowboys with the PED. Yeah, but PEDs now. That's I'm talking about like yeah, Ray Rice. Yeah, Ray Rice. um, That kind of stuff. That's nothing's been going on with that. So the NFL's been pretty quiet. Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. He's out the league, so, <laughs> so we can't talk about him. But, you know, mo- most of the time we do talk about NBA, NFL. Why is that? Why is that what's dominate sports talk right now? Why don't we talk about more hockey? Wimbledon is getting ready to start soon. Um, we also have uh, Major League Soccer. This is international soccer. Um, why don't we talk about these other sports? First of all, you should never bring up soccer on this show, ever. Soccer is a lot more popular than you think, bro. Okay. I know how popular soccer is outside of the United States of America. But in America, yeah. in America, <laughs> <laughs> it's just not it. But football will take over soon. I think come once everyone gets into training camp, give it a couple of weeks, football will demand. Oh, like obviously. Airways. It will. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, the, and the crazy part about this, and you're going to laugh at me, I think what saves football 
more than just the players and everything else itself is fantasy football. Right. If Absolutely. fantasy football wasn't as big as it is, I think we don't start talking about football until after the third preseason. Right. They're already game. sending me stuff uh, <laughs> to start my fantasy football league. It's July. It's June, bro. <laughs> exactly. Why are you sending me stuff to start my fantasy football league? Yeah. I don't even know if I have enough people to start the league. Yet. I think I got my first email in April saying, "Hey, are you going to renew the league?" I'm like, "But I'm like, what? What month is this? <laughs> Am I? Is this April or is it August? Like, what's going on here, man?" Yeah, but I think that's what it is. Since football, fantasy football saved the NFL, right, they have right. fantasy everything else as well. But I think NFL in in America, football is still king. Although baseball is America's pastime, football will remain king for a long, long time. I think it's because both the NFL and the NBA are very star driven. I understand in 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 baseball, they're obviously baseball stars. I get that. But in the NBA and the NFL, it's it's heavily star-driven. You have your Tom Brady out there as a quarterback. You have your LeBron. You have your Currys. You have your Durants. And that's what people want to see. Honestly, when you look at all the sports across the landscape, especially the biggest sports in the United States, baseball has the most parity. You know what I mean? Any team could literally win it in a given year. But in basketball, it's not really like that. As fans, we like to complain, saying, oh, man, I wish my team had a chance. Let's say you're Milwaukee. You want your Bucks to win. You know, the Bucks are not going to win. But in baseball, the Bucks actually could win. And for some reason, that turns off the, the average fan, right? Because anything can happen, and it turns off the average fan. But when you watch the NBA, you know there's a predicted end. And for some reason, people go towards that because there is a specific villain. We love to hate on a team, i.e. the Warriors, right? Just like the Cowboys. Nobody likes them because they don't win. You know, it's interesting to watch. So that's what I think it is. Yeah. NFL has parity, too, though. Right, hmm. not as but much. Not as, as much. Not, not, not as, as much, much. Not as much. But it still has parity. But I mean, like, I mean, I, I, I just tell you, I watch a lot, a lot of baseball. Baseball was the very first sport that I learned how to play. One of the first sports I started coaching as a kid. Um, you didn't play soccer as a kid? Heck no, soccer. Nobody plays soccer I in America. Soccer as a kid in America? Yeah, I did in America. Did you really? I did. I was on a, a team. I was pretty cold too. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean. Well, soccer, from where I'm from, and I live right down the street in San Antonio, soccer was it was big on the youth level. Um, but after that, mm-mm, mm-mm. I mean, even now, how many, how many people, how many thousands of people are going to go watch a college soccer match? Their matches, right? Soccer match. Or is, what do you call them? Games? What do you call them? It's a match. It's, it's a match. match. It's right? a match. So who's going to go watch soccer? I mean, right now, the Dynamo have an amazing facility. I think that facility is amazing. It was cheap. It was affordable. And it was quite interesting. But you're not going to get 100,000, 110,000 like you will at the big house to watch a college football game. This is the United States of America. We, we do football. We do basketball. We play baseball, which is America's pastime. Right? And that's just a game that that game, too, is affordable. Soccer and, and also with football, we play football once a week. Right. So I think the buildup behind that and the, the length of the season, I think that works well for football because you get you get excited. You want to do that. Basketball, not so much. Baseball, um, that's baseball season is long. It's I, mean, real long. I can't believe that they're already at the midway point. All-Star Games next week. Yeah. Right? The home run derby. They got some stars in baseball right now. I mean, Aaron Judge. I mean, they got. People right now playing baseball that are very, very talented. And people aren't talking about it because they don't know. But in baseball, I still don't understand some of the rules of soccer. I don't. I mean, people don't really understand the rules in baseball as well. So as far as a casual fan, like you're mentioning, mm. if you really don't know the rules, you really don't know what's going on, 
if you're looking at that game, you think, oh, that guy's just standing there. When the ball's hit, he didn't move. You no, know, you didn't see that. Like the right fielder goes and backs up first base. The left fielder's going back up third. I don't think if you don't know all the intricacies of it, then you miss it. Yeah, it is pretty in general. When I hear people talk about baseball, they're like, oh, no, it's boring to watch as opposed to other sports. People I love like to watching watch. baseball. Well, you're a boring person. But <laughs> <laughs> as far as other sports, people like to watch football, even though I understand it. You know, you can be there with your wife or your girlfriend. They'll be like, explain to me what's going on. They're really into what's going on. Mm-hmm. You don't understand it. They like to watch it. Same thing with basketball to a certain, point, to a certain degree. What about soccer? Who watches soccer? You see, I think you're doing soccer a disservice, to be honest with you, because you have teams in the MLS. I'm a big soccer fan. I can't lie. And you have teams in the MLS like the Seattle Sounders Sound, who familiar. sell it out and the Portland Timbers who sell out. I, and sell the teams out. in Toronto that sell out. Vancouver sells out. New York sells out. I mean, they have a lot of good teams, and it's growing. Now, there's certainly there's certainly some stadiums, like you mentioned, the Dynamo, who have a beautiful stadium and a really good team, and nobody shows up to watch. Well, we live in that's a city like Houston, though, where there's so many teams. Astros are doing really good right now. Rockets are making noise. Texas made a big development. There's a lot we're, of things going Texas on. Too. Exactly. But soccer is a bigger sport than you're making the same. Soccer is a soccer is a huge sport. But who I, likes watching ties? Who watches the, who ties? <laughs> that's like that's like the. Everything that everybody hates about soccer, that's the one thing they say. Who wants to watch a tie? Who wants to do that? So how come This is like you said about the intricacies of baseball. It's the same thing with soccer. There are some people who get it. There's right? no tie? No tie? Who ties? Why would you go and play a game in the tie? Well, they don't, they don't use steroids on a soccer field either, though. I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm sure they do. So, and, and the only thing I keep hearing, oh, soccer is growing. Soccer is growing. Maybe at the youth level because everybody keeps having kids. But at, at the professional level, the average attendance in 2016, 21,692 people watching a soccer match, bro. Well, this, this is the thing about soccer and any other sport. It's boring. Well, the thing about soccer and inner sport that is behind the NFL and NBA is because as we grow up right here in America, no one talks about being the next greatest soccer player. We talk about either going to the NFL or the NBA. Now, with the NFL, I do think they're steering in a direction to where more people are saying, I don't want my son to play football yeah, because of the concussion problems and stuff like that. Because you don't so get concussions in soccer. Not as much as football. No. You don't. Not so, as much as football. No, you don't. So you, so the headers, so I've seen several reports about them taking. Well, the, you can get concussions in boxing and NFL and soccer, yes, but not as much as the NFL. And it is something that people are aware of now. Exactly. They made a movie about it. Uh, I'm football concussions. So that's going to avert younger people from actually playing football. Like, what else am I going to play? They might decide to do soccer. And I think you make an interesting point, particularly with the NFL. There have been lots of strides trying to make the NFL safer, but there is a kind of a, a consensus out there that the NFL is not safe. So I think if I was going to compare a sport, even though NFL is king right now, I think that is a one sport that has the biggest chink in its armor that could possibly see its ratings go down and dip. And also the NFL, when you watch it week to week, there are a lot of commercials, man. They I mean, talked about lowering it that yeah, down it's, this it's, year. It's ridiculous. When you score a touchdown, they kick a field goal, you get a commercial. They get the kickoff, you get another commercial. I think the average casual fan, specifically with these new, I guess the new generation, I guess I'm a part of that too, with the Twitter and all that, we want instant access. And the NFL kind of is slowing down with that because there's so many breaks in the action. But when you watch a soccer match, there ain't no break. <laughs> it's straight but there's action. no scoring. <laughs> there's no scoring. By concu- uh, Men's soccer is actually second to men's football. And the injury rate per 1,000 
athletes when it comes to concussions. Okay. So soccer is not far behind. Soccer has more concussions but, but than think, wrestling, think than about lacrosse, that. But think than about all that. of that. And soccer there's more players, people that play soccer than that play football. Right. That that makes and it, it even worse. And it's still not popular. <laughs> well, not, in the, not in the United <laughs> States, <laughs> anyway. All over the world, though, soccer or football, the original football. Football. Football <laughs> is number one. Okay. Okay. And in soccer, they're not wearing helmets. They're wearing padding. And you get and to kick the stuff. ball when you're out of bounds. The ball could be in bounds and you're out of bounds and the ball's still alive. Like, who does that? Like, what kind of rules are these? Like, somebody, please, if you're listening, help me learn the rules of soccer. And then I go. I've taken my family. I've seen it. I, I'm not a hater. I've been to a Sounders game. I've been to a Timbers game. And they're rowdy. I didn't get to sit down because they stood up the whole darn time yelling and screaming, which was a, an amazing atmosphere. But this is America. In America, we play football. We play basketball. We play baseball. That's okay, it. Donald Trump. <laughs> Everything else is just is just an afterthought. When we talk sports, we don't want to hear about Landon Donovan, Mia Hamm. Uh, those are all old school people, right? Right. Uh, we don't want to hear about who else? Um, Clint Dempsey. Clint Dempsey. We don't want to hear about that. We don't want to hear about that. There's a small segment of people that want to do that. In fact, we could take a poll right now. From anybody that's listening, nobody wants to hear about soccer. Even baseball. Baseball is great right now. The game of baseball, they're on pace to hit more home runs than they've ever hit before. And in fact, people believe that they probably juice the baseballs right now yeah. so that way they could bring some more excitement. Once soccer brings more excitement, add a timeout or something. Give me some cheerleaders, something. Like it's just it's just boring. It's boring. I'm just being, I'm just being real. I'm not trying to hate on even game. even here in the U.S. When the World Cup comes around, there is a buzz. That's it. Every once every I'm what, four saying, years. I'm just yeah. saying though, there is still a buzz I, though you, when it comes around. USA, you. I'm all for it. <laughs> I love it. But that's it. And maybe if that was a little bit more frequent, it would be okay. Well, let me ask you a question then. Let's just say one of those top two major leagues drop off: the NBA or NFL. Which sport overtakes that? MLB. It'll be MLB. Yeah. I think so. But, I mean, you're talking about pay. I mean, Ronaldo gets – I mean, his – what those guys get paid, what those FC, those football clubs pay people is ridiculous. I mean, like, those guys get paid. I don't know how they're financed. I don't even want to know what happens in these other countries and how these guys get this money. Exactly. But those guys get paid. I mean, they get paid. Um, what was his name? Chicharito, who started playing uh, – Hernandez. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those guys are getting paid right now. Um, and I, I mean, don't get me wrong. In FIFA, I'm a beast. So if you ever want some, I, 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 I'm just saying, I'm good. But, we, we just think about Madden first. There we go from <laughs> there. Okay. But so, but so I'm not. I love. I play FIFA on PS4 all the time. So and I, so I've learned a lot of their players, right? But Ibrahimovic, uh, like, uh, okay, yeah, I'm, I got it. I, 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 For a I, hater, you know a lot. I do. Right. Right. I, right. Right. I play right. FIFA. I play FIFA. FIFA's fun to play. But here in America, it's just always been that way. And the only thing we keep hearing is, oh, it's growing. It's growing. I've been hearing that since 2000. And attendance has gone up some, but it's not ever, 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 ever going to be what we get. Do you think things will change if we have a system like the European countries do? Because I know we have the college right now, but let's be honest, if you understand soccer— if you're developing in college at that point, we have people turning professionals. You're either good at that point, you're 18, 19, or you're not. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's a system that we have where we have younger players bypassing college 
Because that's the thing in America, though. I think that's what stops soccer from being really big. A lot of our best players go to college. What if we have a system that bypasses college, kind of like the European countries do? I think that would be. I think that would be interesting, if, especially if these kids saw a different way, or maybe there's another avenue that I could take to become elite or be good or get paid for doing what I'm doing. And right now, only a very small percentage of these kids are going to make the NBA or the NFL. So I get that. But these kids got to see something different. And, 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 and growing up or being around a lot of people from the inner city, it's just not seen as something that's cool. You know, and, and so some of the larger metropolitan areas, soccer's okay, but it, the, the stigma behind it is you've got to be a certain type of person or come from a certain lifestyle or like it's just not introduced to a large segment. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, some of those inner city kids never get a chance. So they see the World Cup and they hear all that and they see it on the video games, but it's not introduced to them. If you ask these kids in the inner city, you want to play football or play soccer, some of those kids play soccer. Some people look at them like, what? I think they look at them that way because it's one of two things. First thing is money. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're not one of the best, you're not going to get paid playing soccer in the United States. You're going to have to leave the country. So as a young man growing up, if I'm good at football and I'm good at soccer, I'm going to go ahead and play football. At least I can stay in my country. That's why I was bringing up the point. If we have a system to where they develop younger and we have leagues that pay more within the United States, I think you'll see soccer explode. Uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, more people watch the World Cup than they do anything else, right? Yeah. Than any other sports. And, and the Super Bowl is, in my opinion, probably – the greatest single sporting event. But when I heard and saw the numbers for what happened when how many people around the world are watching soccer, that's impressive. But in Bangladesh, they don't have, you know, people, they don't have the resources, the amount of people that, that want to play American football. American football is just that, American football. Although the NFL's done a great job of getting other countries involved and, yeah. and trying to expand the game, just like basketball's doing right now. I just don't think it'll it'll never catch up with soccer. But I mean, allegedly, soccer is not even the most popular sport in the world. I guess apparently, like, um, not lacrosse, but once more cricket. Cricket, yeah. I guess it's just as just as popular. Yeah. As far as like amount of people playing, mm -hmm. um, but I mean, golf. It took Tiger Woods to become who he was for golf to be on the main stage, and millions and millions and millions of people play golf around the world. But as soon as that superstar fell off, to your point earlier. It's over. Done. People don't yeah. care. Yeah. When yeah. Serena Williams and Venus Williams isn't, and, and they're not, Roger Federer, they're not doing well in tennis, who's watching tennis? All things are driven by these stars. Yeah. And I think the soccer stars, the main stars, the people that are force-fed to us, even as a casual fan, are not here in the United States. Those people are overseas. Ronaldo, um, I can't Messi. Think. Messi. Th those are the people that are force-fed to us as the stars. That's the people we see on SportsCenter, but I can't go see them play all the time. When they come do some exhibitions, if exactly. they show. But other than that, I can't see them here. So Dempsey is pretty good. Tim Howard, it's pretty good. But where are you going to go see him play? Yeah. When y'all are talking about all this, the name that comes to mind when I think of the last American soccer player to really give us a buzz is Freddie Adu. Mm -hmm. When Freddie Adu was introduced, yeah, I remember that. people were like, oh, wow, this is going to be the start. American soccer is going to start to take off. And he wasn't older he was like 15 yeah, he was 16. Really young. Young. yeah so that's what made your point like he would start it really you know young he didn't amount to anything right but i think that's what the, the sport is missing once we have someone that we can look at and be like this guy is a star 
that's when soccer is going to take off. We have to find someone to be the face of soccer here in America. And I think it it's going to happen sooner than you think. That's with everything going on with the NFL. I mean, when when Chastain and the ladies won on the World Cup, like that, the women's world, that was amazing, right? It was amazing. And now we see even the disparity between what they were getting paid and what Hope Solo's done to try and help bring light to that for women getting paid in soccer. And I'm, I'm, I'm some of the stuff I said about soccer is I say that in jest, but like – because I know a lot more about soccer than what some people probably think. Because I playing FIFA I, for oh, sakes. all the time. But what, but what I like about it is that it is a world game, and then any uh, literally anybody can play soccer. Literally, you may not be very good at it, but if you can run up and down the field, you can play soccer. Not everybody can play football. Not everybody can play basketball. You know, contrary to popular belief, everybody can't play basketball. Everybody can't play golf, and most people can't hit a baseball very well. But all of us can literally run up the down the field, and most of us can kick a ball. may not be very good, but we could do that. That's why if you go to any park around Houston, it's probably taken up by soccer teams. Soccer is played in abundance around the world. But as far as, like, mainstream stuff, we're missing those stars. Yeah. And you don't have anybody. And when you've got 10, 15, 20 – in, ba- in basketball, you've got endless number in football. That's what the mainstream people see. And so that's what we talk about. Sports Center, you'll see a good bicycle kick every, every now and then. But other than that, soccer's not on there. Golf, this is falling off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. And that's the sport of gentlemen. I mean, like if you really, I mean, sp- golf is a great sport. Major payouts, a lot of money being made. There's people right now you could probably couldn't get, even, even someone who you consider to be a sports fan right now, say, name me four. Three people in the top ten in golf. They can't name. They probably can't. They yeah. guess and hope that they were right, but they can't name them. They They'll can't probably name. mention Tiger Woods. Now. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. But that's what is missing, and that's that's what drives any sport is a brand name, someone that can be a face of that league. So who's a superstar in MLS right now? I, I can't name one. A superstar? Who's the superstar? I have no idea. Yeah, I can't. When you name say one. superstar, I know players, but yeah, when you say who's superstar? the star? Who's the face of the MLS? <sighs> There, there isn't one. That's the problem. There isn't really a face. You know, even in baseball, people know who Bryce Harper is. Yeah, he is he's pretty ball. much the face of the you know MLB. Well, he was. He's got some. Com- he's got some comp now. He's yeah. got some comp now. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, he is probably the man. That, that's get what. Paid. That's what makes you know any you know Mayweather is the face of boxing. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers are the face in the NFL. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, they're the face of um, basketball. Ronaldo is the face of soccer. I can't name the face of hockey either, actually. Like, I don't know who oh, that I person is. That. That's definitely Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby, Crosby, yeah. Crosby. Okay, okay, you're right. Yeah. You're right, Sidney Crosby. I'll get ready to say Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky was a beast. You're tripping. You're yeah. tripping. But there's, I mean, but I think we should probably show some some love to some of these other sports. I know the Astros are balling right now. I mean, they're just winning games in dramatic fashion. They're continuing to do that. The Dodgers, we should look out for them. This kid, Aaron Judge, um, in New York, has, is on the brink of being a superstar. Boy's on steroids. Maybe. He's on steroids. <laughs> if he's not, he was to get as big as that dude is. Um, but Cody Bellinger in, in Los Angeles. I mean, like, there's a lot of superstars. Chris Sell is balling, you know, for the rest. I mean, I think we've got stories. But even us, you know, as podcast hosts, we don't talk about that type of stuff. And I love baseball, and we still don't talk about it. Well, like, it's not, you know, people in general, if I go out somewhere and I'm talking to someone about a certain sport event or something like that, it's NBA or NFL. 
I very rarely talk to anybody about the MLB. It just doesn't happen. But come playoff time when the Astros are hot or when well, they choke. Houston. We're in Houston, though. Okay, right. Here we go. Right. No, I'm just saying I'm, not, I'm just saying any team, any team, when they start choking, if they miss it, then you'll get those casual fans that come in and play. And I think that's what baseball benefits from. There were more people at the Astros games this weekend. They don't know anything about baseball, but it's affordable. And it was a family, and it's a tradition to do and something. And the Astros like are good now, and they're good now. So they they got people coming. The Astros were good coming into the season, and you can give a ticket away. And they were getting twenty five thousand, thirty thousand people to the game. Twenty five thousand. I've probably been offered twenty baseball tickets in my life, and I've turned them all down. I know you, you can't pay me to go watch. See, them and give them to me. Just send them. My, take them and give them to me because I will go. Oh, it's not boring, man. There's a it's my, a lot more excited than soccer. I disagree. See, I disagree with that. With that. I disagree. You with can that. get stung by a bee sitting at a baseball game. Just stung <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> that doesn't happen anywhere else. No. Base. I mean, soccer. Even if the game is boring, they, the crowds are awesome. Yeah. In baseball, they're just sitting down there, selfies. You know, they're not doing anything. It's on a regular. You watch ESPN, and they'll show fans sleeping, laid out. Hat down. It's because it's midnight, man. We're going extra innings. We get free. What's up with all these because, late, late games? <laughs> because man. we don't play until we don't play to ties. We win. Somebody's going to win. We play to win the game, and that's what baseball does. We don't tie nobody in baseball. We're going to play if it's eighteen innings. It's eighteen innings. You get two games for the price of one. Ain't nobody going home and tie. Nobody wants to do that. No, everybody's going home. It's just the players <laughs> out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing though. Baseball and hockey have the best brawls out of any other sport. I know that's out there, I feel, but baseball and hockey. I agree. They have the best Who brawls. has the best flopping? NBA. Uh, <laughs> NBA has some no, phenomenal I, 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 I got to go with soccer. Soccer's got the best soccer, flopping when it comes yeah. to that. Soccer is entertaining when it comes to that. Yeah, Very entertaining it is, when it comes it is, to that. It is. I didn't say NBA, just to say NBA. <laughs> but, I mean, we didn't even mention, like, we still, we're talking about popular. Sports. We didn't even mention NASCAR. That's yeah. a southern thing, though. That's it is. It, it is a southern it's, thing. It's not. It's not a, a national thing. I think it's a southern thing. It's pretty national. I mean, like, have you have you heard about what happens at what goes down at these raceways? You're talking about a hundred thousand plus people, you know, weekly at these events and making some really, 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 really huge events out of guys driving around an oval. Yeah, it's crazy, and it's like it's like a weekly thing. I think with NASCAR, I think it's like I said earlier, it's a regional thing. I think there are people in the South and maybe in the West, in California and that area, who are really into it. But as far as it being a national sport, it's the reason why we're not talking about it. It's not. It's not a national sport. So I, I think I want to say this year, um, or maybe last year, I'm not for sure. The the attendance appear to be declining some. But I'm telling you, when I was in Vegas, we were my family and I were there for about three and a half years. When I was in Vegas, they had their their honors uh, event, and we got a chance to go down there and meet some of the drivers and look at some of the cars and got a chance to see what they do. They're very, very fan-friendly, in my opinion. And it's not something I've ever done, something I want to do. But I think now people know, and maybe it's just because of Sports Center. but I guarantee you people probably know, you know race car drivers' names. We do, and I think NASCAR is at a point where it kind of needs the stars. Some of the bigger stars are retiring. You got your Jeff Gordon. He retired, I think, a couple years ago. You got Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's getting ready to retire. Um, Tony Stewart. Um, so I think it's that sport as well. It, it needs star power. 
and if it doesn't have that, it's gonna it's not gonna be relevant. Even when it does have that star power, we're still not gonna talk about it. I can imagine having a podcast specifically for NASCAR. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's some. I'm sure there's some out there. I'm sure oh, there's no, some. There, out are, there. there are some. Out oh no, 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 no. I'm saying I can imagine us doing, us doing it. Yeah. yeah. And if if Jeff Gordon is listening, man, you could come on this podcast anytime. Who's the most popular NASCAR driver that there has ever been? Oh, Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. yeah right. 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 Out. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, that's like we said. With any with any sport, they need that name. They need that face to to drive that that league or that sport. Because without that, people are just not going to watch. It has to be someone that's intriguing. Like Tiger Woods was as intriguing as it got. I mean, people were talking about it like he was their son or something. And it's really it's really interesting to watch these people. Tiger in particular, his fall as well. People still talk about that. Like, what happened to him? Like, why did this happen to him? Stuff like that. So you need that face in any sport. Same thing with tennis. Even, you know, Serena is probably the the most well-known tennis player in the world right now. Right? Probably. Over Federer and over Nadal. Probably. And she's a female. Nothing against right. her, but I'm just saying she's a female. Right. And she's the most well-known. And she's got this thing going on with McEnroe right now, which is hilarious. But <laughs> she's the, she's He's the, wrong, uh, by the way. John, you're wrong. Mm. Mm. Wrong. <laughs> John is wrong. There's no way she'd be number seven hundred. There's it's, no way. See, this is the thing. This is the thing with that. This is the thing with that. It, it's a kind of annoying. Is there any other sport where we have this conversation? Like, are we really going to talk about Maya Moore challenging any player in the NBA? No, we're not going to have that conversation. So why have it in tennis? In the sport because you can, individual sport that's, that's part of the reason why and because okay. Serena Williams is the most well known tennis player in the world. Okay, take an Annika Sorenstam, y'all know who that is mm-hmm. the popular uh, golfer, and even Michelle Wee when she was coming up, people were like, "Oh, I bet she can challenge the men." No, we don't do that no. because I mean, so this, this is my thing though, Trey. So, if you if you think that Serena Williams will not be similar in the world, that means you think that other female tennis players would be high as well. Because Serena has been beat by other female tennis players, right? Right. Or is it just Serena Williams that you think would be higher? Uh, well, obviously, some of the female females would be higher too. I don't think that every man would beat a woman just because she's a woman. No, no, I'm talking about professional, professional tennis players. Professional ten- there's some professional tennis players on there that are trash. There's some professional golfers that are out there that are trash. And on any given day, any if he would have said 400. 500. I think that there you can't tell me right now that there's 700 professional tennis players out there, there that are going to beat this lady. There, there but I, I, think, I think you're missing the point. I think when people hear that comment, they're thinking she's going to play each one of the 700 one-on-one. Yeah, she might beat the 700th player in the world. Maybe. She might beat the dude. But she's going to be ranked 700th That's in the point. world. She has to be ranked there. That means she no. has to win more games than just that. Can she beat the number 700, 701, 702 in one tournament? I don't think so. I don't think she would dominate this sport the way that she does if she was that bad. No, she's not bad. Okay, you're, you're kind of missing. No, I'm saying if you're comparing her to other men that play right now, I think it was very misogynistic of him to say that seven. I mean, so don't even throw a number out there. But I think 700, I think that's ludicrous. There's Have no way. Have you played tennis before in yeah. your life? Okay. Yeah, okay. it's hard. So I... I don't want to say it's another thing, but I, my ex, sorry, sorry, honey, my ex, <laughs> <laughs> my ex played tennis, okay, and she went to Texas Southern, which where I, where I went, and she got a scholarship there, and I was like, I can, I can beat you at tennis. She murdered me, <laughs> okay, and I'm talking about day after day after day, she murdered me, 
Okay, so it's not as easy as you think. I know. Watch them out there doing that. So would you say that about any other sport? Like Chris said, do you think there's a female boxer that can beat a professional male boxer? I think that's different. Okay, but it's really not. And there might be to be a professional boxer. That's well, that's different. That's different too. That's not the point, point too. Do you think that that if they beat that one person, okay, does that make them rank number one in that um, sport? If no. you beat number one, see, Serena might beat. Somebody one time, but can she consistently beat someone at an event to be ranked higher than seven hundred? So no. So, so how much faster? How much faster are men serving than her? It's a lot faster. A lot faster. How much? How much faster is it? Does it, 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 it I, I think it's close to twenty miles an hour on average. On average, yes. But that's not even the point. I think the point that people miss with this whole Serena McEnroe. Women's tennis and men's tennis are two different sports. They're not even the same sport. They're literally two different sports. It looks the same, but when you recognize the speed, the power, the pace of play, and even the amount of sets that goes into it, they're literally two different sports that are being played. Yeah, I agree. It is two different sports. It's different. You know, you talk about college going into the pros. That's what it is. They're playing at a different speed than the men are playing. If Serena were to get herself in there with a Federer or a Nadal. Like, if you want to say that she would be ranked higher than 700, then she would obviously have to be able to hang in some form or fashion with Federer or Nadal, and she just can't do it. Right, but 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 we're not saying she's going to be the best in the world. We understand. No, I understand it, but the 700 tennis player in the world has a better shot at being Nadal or Federer than Serena Williams does. I agree with that. But it's not even a question, though, right? I think the, the the point that people miss with the whole, specifically with Serena herself, is Serena is a great player in her sport. Right. And that's just what it is. I think you do a disservice to Serena when you talk about, Serena Williams herself went on, I think it was Letterman, and she was saying, if I played Andy Murray, I'd get beat six love, six love, six love. It'll be in fifteen minutes. I can't hang with them. She recognizes that. But she's I, talking about the best in the world. No, not no, but in she wasn't just talking about the best player in the world. She's talking about the sport in and of itself. She says men and women are. She said herself, men and women are different. It's a different sport. I think what people got upset about when he quantified it and he said seven hundred in the world, but he was just being honest. And it's not like this is coming from yeah. a, a slouch like me. This is John McEnroe. People forget about that. This and dude he didn't is a just legend. mention it. It's a mention it. Someone asked him a question. So and that's where it came up. So in the in the the closest ones I could find in the 2015 U.S. Open, Djokovic average serve on his first serve was 117 miles per hour. Serena's was 109. Andy Murray, who was ranked very high in the world at that time, 114 miles an hour. And Serena's was 109. Her average second serve was five miles faster than Andy Murray's. So she didn't double fall. Uh, Maria Sharapova's was seven miles faster than Ari, uh, um, Andy Murray's, their second serve. And, and Djokovic's second serve was 96 miles an hour, which was only five miles faster than Serena and three miles faster than Sharapova. So when you think about that, those men that they're playing and they're smoking have to return serves that are coming just as fast as those, these ladies. So those 700 players in the world that are getting ace after ace after ace after ace, I don't think there's going to be that big of a difference, man. I really don't think that big. So you think, you think instead of her being 700, she'll be 500? I don't know. I don't know what the number is, but I think it's disrespectful to tell somebody who's probably but not, I don't. Not, not I, probably. I didn't see it as being disrespectful. I, it I think that Macaro was actually giving his honest opinion she on is, where she thought she would be right. She ranked. is the most decorated tennis player ever. 
ever. And I think it's disrespectful to say that about somebody like that. You see, I see it the opposite way. I think it's disrespectful to the 700 player, male player in the world to even mention her. Because like I said earlier, we're not going to – I think most people would agree Maya Moore is the best WNBA player we have right now. Nobody's going to debate that. You can probably throw a couple other players in there. But she's not going to make an NBA roster. You can do the same thing with every other but sport. You're talking, but you're, even, talking about when, you're talking about a totally – that's a totally different game. That's a totally, totally different game. And and what people don't recognize is men's tennis and women's tennis is a totally different game. It is not the same game at all. I I understand that. But Serena Williams obviously isn't the – she's not the normal or average woman player or else she wouldn't be – she wouldn't have had the success that she's had right now. So you're not talking about just a regular woman playing tennis. You're talking about Serena Williams, the best women's women's tennis player to ever play. I agree with you. That's so why I'm not giving so you a slouch. With right. The so I don't WNBA think we can, So I don't think that we can say that. And Maya Moore, she might be the best WNBA player right now, but she's she's, she's arguably you can't say that she's the best WNBA player ever. She's one of them. One of them. But Serena is in an individual sport. Okay, she that's is. To me, that's there's fine. no doubt. Then name your best WNBA player. I mean, she's not going to make an NBA roster. I she's agree. not going to make but a D League roster. That's she's not going to make a Division One roster. That's so she might not even make a high school roster. That's what different. Makes, what makes no, tennis make so so much roster. different than any other sport? Then, first of all, it's an individual sport. Well, so you think that a number one golfer, female golfer, can hang in a men's league, in a men's tournament? Yeah. I mean, they don't have seven hundred golfers in a tournament. You've only got. You've but got do, you the best can, do you think they can hang? Not not on the PGA tour. Why? So why is that so different? You just hit, individual. Well, in a in a in a one, the women hit from a different tee first of all, so they hit closer. They don't normally hit from the tips. And like what you what you what you're missing is is that in women's um, tennis there are certain things like that that are different than men's tennis as well. Like what? Like just the way that they they serve. What? You know they don't really serve the same either. What do they? How do they serve different? I mean, the, the form is a little bit differently. But okay, so. Do you think you would t- – do? could you see a Serena Williams serve? Could you get your racket on it? No, no. Could, I, I don't play I, tennis at all. I can't – I don't play – like I told you, I lost to someone that wasn't even nowhere as good as her. So I'm I'm just telling you, it, it is different. I agree. I agree it is different. But it's not the, – the baseline is the same. They use the same court. It's the same width, right? They use the same types of rackets, same balls. I, I think Serena Williams would agree, would agree it's a different sport. I think it's I'm not doubting get, that. I think that's where people get caught up with with tennis specifically. They think, oh, men's women's men's tennis, women's tennis is the same. Is it? No, I, sport? I no, I agree with you. I totally understand that. I just think that I, I to, just, to be disrespectful and say she'd be seven hundred, I think is wrong. To I, say that Maya Moore wouldn't make a high school team, that's okay. I mean, I mean, when I say high school team, let me let me back up. I don't mean any high school team. I'm talking about the elite teams. You know, those teams that get together and go to those academies. I don't think she makes one of those teams. Not one of the academies. Now, is she making my high school team and you know some district. Oh yeah, she'll make the team. But I'm talking about these academies where the LeBrons, the Carmelos go. But then, but then again, you're talking about the elite, elite. We're not saying she would be the top ten in the world, top hundred in the world in men's. I'm not saying that. But to say she'd be seven, don't so put a number other, on it. What other tennis player then, women's tennis player, do you think would be able to be ranked number seven hundred in the world in a men's league? I mean, don't, don't, don't. I'm just saying, don't put a number on it. I mean, if we don't know, didn't we have this conversation with Billie Jean King a long? I mean, didn't they didn't they go through this with her a long time ago, saying that she wasn't going to be able to beat you know a man um, when and they wound up playing it was the battle of sexes. Yeah, and that, that dude was old. That, well, I mean, still, everybody knows that, right? But Come still, on. but still, I mean, but I, I, no, I, I I'm just not don't saying think that she fair. might be able to beat someone. We, I, I think she might be able to beat well, a men's tennis player. But 
on a consistent basis playing on a tour. So how, She's how not consistent be is number 700? How consistent is he? He's consistently terrible. He's terrible. That's how consistent and he is. And he's probably never how, played that's number one hundred. That's how they'll make her look I if she it. could play there consistently. I doubt it. So I hope. I, I and hope. then you also have to remember she's playing their sets. Oh, so that's that's a that, difference right there. That's, that's a three out of five. Huge difference. That's a, that's a huge. What, difference. What's a huge difference? This, the amount of the sets that they play. Set. Right. Well, I mean, and, and depending on what tournament they're in. That's true. That's but true. Depending most, on what most, tournament, most of the smaller tournaments do or, go. Or two out of three. Yeah, yeah most of them are two out of three. That but the longer ones, yeah. But that's that's totally different. But she's she's not your average person. She's not. I don't think I don't think her sister would have been seven hundred in the world when she was good. I think she would have been better than that too. I just don't think it's fair. And so I don't. Again, call it what you want, but don't put a number on it. Don't be disrespectful. That's like us, you know, downplaying what. So let, let, let's just, let's just replay this a little bit. Let's say Macaron was asked a question: Where, how good is Serena Williams as far as the men's league? Let's it. say, let's say he said, "Oh, she'll be number fifty in the world." No, now, let's, no, no. Let, let's just say he said that. Mm. What will people say? She's not going to be that high. That's what people will say. Okay, then he'll say, "Okay, no, I'm sorry, four hundred. Then there'll still be people just like you saying that's 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 disrespectful. So he gave his honest opinion in saying seven hundred. I I don't see where it's disrespectful. I really don't. I, I can't see what he would say then. We, what would we say? Um, that she can hang with the men? I think, correct me if I'm wrong, what you're saying is he should just not quantify. Just don't quantify. Yeah. You know, I don't know where she would rank. You know, it's hard to rank. Just like just like right now, when we try and compare Bill Russell's Celtics to Shaq and Kobe's Lakers, it's different eras. Like, you, that's a different basketball game. That's a totally different basketball but game. That's what makes Sports Talk Radio, though, right? That's right. what makes our podcast. Right. Doing yeah. that. Right. So, I mean, right. that's it, what we do. Right. So, but, but we have to refrain from even doing that. And we don't even really find that because you never know. And so, him saying that about, about Serena, maybe once she has the baby, starts her own family, she says, you know what? Give me number 700 in the world and watch me smoke him. Six one six two. She might smoke him, but then, can she smoke the okay, next guy? Seven oh one. Can so, she but, smoke seven oh two? So in two thousand seventeen, why do women have to continue to prove that? If she's not, a, if, she, if she's not a woman, no, she she doesn't have to prove anything else at so, all. So to then me. why say that? Because he's John McEnroe. Right? But he was but, asked but, he's, a but he's also John McEnroe. So he also was asked the same qu- a question a little bit later and asked to rank his top tennis players of all time. And then he throws her in as number five. So your number five tennis player of all time is number 700 ever in the world? Because Get out of here with because, that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Miss me okay, okay. So look, 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 look. If that's the same thing what I said about, you know, Elijah Wan being one of the greatest, you know, first round draft picks ever because of what he was able to do. Now, just because she's on the women's side of tennis – doesn't mean she's not one of the greatest tennis players of all time. I mean, she has to be because she's the greatest female tennis player of all time. I just think but that's it doesn't very mean, misogynist. Let, let's just say people might think it's racist, sexist, whatever you want to call it, okay, because of what he said. But he's John McEnroe. Who cares? Because that's the kind of things that he says. He says exactly – it's like Charles Barkley. Well, McEnroe's Charles Barkley says things that are – Honestly, on his mind, and he's an idiot sometimes that's, too. That's he's my fine. favorite player. That's ever. fine, but that's why people love him. Also, I love because him. he says exactly what's on his mind. I cannot expect John McEnroe to sit down here in front of me or anywhere and say, "Well, I think that she would be ranked this." BS. Tell us exactly what you think, John McEnroe. We know who you are. He knew what he so was I, doing. He knew yeah, what he was exactly. Doing. And, it's, and it's, he it's was kind wrong. Of, it's kind of though. It's kind of the mix between him and Serena. It's kind of like a perfect storm kind of thing. Because Serena's not going to let him just get away with saying that. But John McEnroe's not going to back down either. He's not going to apologize either for what he said because that's just honestly what he, he thought. He doesn't need to apologize. He just he just he was wrong. 
And I if think, you're wrong about something, then you might need to apologize. Well, I think he kind of did apologize when he said, you know what? She's my top five player ever. But he's always thought that. So why? He's always so thought why that. put a number because out there? he's still being honest. No, Mm-mm. I, I I can't I can't wait. I just hope I, I hope she just gets the opportunity to. And that's Serena. I would not expect anything less from Serena. That's my point too. She's going to come back exactly where she wants to come back. Like, okay, you think I'm centering the world? I'm going to prove you wrong. That's that's fine. I don't think there's a wrong either way. I really don't. Yeah, I just I think in 2017, I think with. Him being the person that he is, and as 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 far as being well respected, I just think that you could pay. She's the greatest player, tennis player, arguably, ever. Period. More de- as far as the uh, accolades and the decorate, she could be the number one tennis player ever. But to disrespect her like that, and, and I want to get into race and all that type of. I just want to say it's because she's a female. It don't come at her like that. Like I I think that's just disrespectful. I think that's like down downplaying what Michael Jordan's accomplished and saying he wouldn't do anything. I think that's like downplaying what LeBron has been able to accomplish. That'd be like somebody forget the race, right? For 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 someone to say, you know what, LeBron's not one of the best ever. If LeBron played back in the nineties, he'd be, you know, not even a top ten player. That's blasphemy. But right? he, he did say she was one of the best ever. Now. He said that after he got all that back. But he, no, no, he's been said that. No, 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 no. This, this is what I made clear about Macaro statements during that same interview. So it wasn't a different interview. He didn't say she was the best, one of the best female players of all time. He said she was one of the best athletes. I thought that came period. afterwards. No, that was during that interview. That's what enrages me about everybody going crazy on it. He he said athlete. He didn't. And say what she is exactly? She is one of the greatest athletes of all time. But she's earned that though. Yeah, that's a given. Anybody says that. But then after he makes it, so he said after he made his controversial remarks, then he came back and said she's the fifth fifth best ever. But what people don't realize is so your number, your fifth best player ever would be ranked number seven hundred. But what people don't realize, out of here. John McEnroe, out of all of the the big tennis experts and analysts on ESPN, he lauds praise on Serena every single chance he gets so the why, opportunity. To. So why even say that? So why even disrespect her like that? Because to me, that's a slap in the face. And I'm not Serena Williams. Well, for Serena Williams to think that, that's quite okay. Jordan would take anything that anybody said as being disrespectful. So Serena thinks that, that's fine. But I cannot expect anything less from John McEnroe but to give you his honest opinion so 20, about how he feels. So 23 Grand Slam titles, and I'd be number 700, and I'm still playing at the top of my game, and I'd be number 700. That's blasphemy. Well, but to there, your point, but to your point, there's though. not a number 700 in the world wouldn't go to the women's, t- um, go to the women's side and win 23 Grand Slam titles. Say what now? Number 700 in the world wouldn't go play against women and win 23 he Grand Slam that, titles. That number 700 men's player would not would win make it look games. like he does not belong there. No. Yes, he would. No. Yes, he would. No. Is, I doubt it. So, okay, basically what you're saying is they should just go ahead and... Mix the sport. Right, right. No, I didn't say that. Because, because didn't what, say what that. you're saying basically is it's not just that. Serena. Let's throw Serena out of the equation. Then name a female tennis player that can hang with the men. I'm, that's not. That's not. But that's not what this is about. This isn't. This isn't about Sharapova or any of the other women. This was about. So if he said that about Sharapova, he said Sharapova would be number seven hundred in the world. I would. Would it be disrespectful to her? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be as disrespectful because she's not as good as Serena. So she's the not truth, the greatest. So if swimmer. someone tells you the truth, it can be disrespectful, right? It's not the truth. That's all. That's perception. Like I told you, Elijah Wan shouldn't be in the top five of number one draft picks ever. 
That's your no, perception. Number one, number one overall. Number one overall. Ever. He yes, was he, not. He should not be in that list. Be. He should be. No, he's not. Now you're really you're being disrespectful <laughs> right now. <laughs> but, but but that's his opinion, and he's entitled to it. But you don't make that t- to me. You don't make that comment about the goat. I just think I just especially coming from somebody who you know had a, a really good career, who had his issues, but had a really good career. I think you pay homage and pay respect and respectfully don't make which that he does. On a regular basis, so I, I can't tell you your greatness. Slap you in the face, like if, you, if you if okay. If, if a I question, do it nicely, if a question comes up, this is the thing about people and how they perceive other people, right? We we praise Charles Barkley all the time because he speaks his mind. But then, if he says something that people don't like, he's an idiot, right? He did say something recently that I didn't agree with. It was about Isaiah Thomas, and he thought that it was a bad look for the NBA. He got a lot of backlash for that. He really did. He's and I was one of those people that thought, why even say that? Like, why even say that it was a bad look for the NBA? But that's generally how he felt about the situation. This is how John McEnroe generally feels about Serena okay. playing in the men's league. John McEnroe is not Charles Barkley. He may have meant to tennis what Charles Barkley meant to basketball. But, but why, John is, McEnroe, why is there a difference though? There's a huge difference. First of all, Charles Barkley's a household name. So that what Charles Barkley well, said was not dis- disrespectful. What about him crying on the bench and all that type of and good that stuff? That was a bad look for the NBA. I think that I thought that was very disrespectful. Okay. I thought that was very disrespectful. And I think that was inconsiderate what Charles Barkley said. I understood what he was saying. I don't think he should have said that. Yeah. I, the, same I mean, thing about the same thing John about John Macro. I understand but what John Macro said. That. I'm not going to go as far as say you shouldn't have said so that. So then what's because, the difference? Because, because this is the difference. Because we can't just finger, we can't just handpick who we want to say certain things. I don't it's want Charles thing. Barker to say that about Isaiah Thomas, but when he's... But if you really look at it from different people's perspective, anything that Charles Barkley says is disrespectful. And some of the same things that he says that you think aren't, other people do because he speaks his mind. As opposed to someone who just says, Brock Osweiler. He's going to say the right thing all the time. Yeah, but so no one thinks anything he says is disrespectful. To a certain point, they're like, bro, speak your mind. What are you really trying to say? Right, but you can't quantify what he, what John McEnroe said about Serena Williams. You can't say that. You can't even, there's, what what in your mind makes you think she'd be number seven? Of all the numbers in the but world. I think I think this is the one So thing. why not say a thousand? But this why not say she should be dead ass last? Why it, not say but that? But if you're John McEnroe, I can see if I came on, right? So let's use me for an example because I don't play a sport. And I come out and I'm on the radio or TV or whatever. And I say, oh, Serena will be the number 700 ranked man. I can't quantify that because, number one, I didn't play a sport. Right. And number two, I don't even analyze a sport like that. But this is John McEnroe. He was no scrub playing. A lot of people argue he's top 10 male tennis player, tennis player of all time. I get it. So this is a great player, not just a random player. It's not even an Andy Roddick. This is John McEnroe. Right. So- and they ask him a question – and not just that, you have to understand, as far as the male tennis players are concerned, they're the ones who are asked this question all the time. Well, couldn't a female hang with y'all? And he said it when he was asked. He was like, I get asked this question all the time. And he was basically saying, you don't ask that in other sports. Why are you asking that in my sport? He was, In many ways, he was feeling disrespected by people continuing to ask him this question. That's why I see it. And he answered it honestly. Right, like right. he was like, if y'all gonna keep asking me this question, I'm going ahead and give y'all the realness. Right, this is right, the truth right. It, because it, I played with these people. Right, it's different when you ask something the first time and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna be play nice. Now I'm gonna give you the the, the nice answer that everybody's gonna be okay with. Then the second time, the third time, the fourth. That's true with anybody in any situation. 
at a certain point in time, when someone asks you that question again, like, okay, you know what? Just so we can squash this, I'm going to give you a real answer on how I really feel. And I'm not going to apologize for it. And that's what happens. Well, I just think that, like I said, I think that's uh, it's something that we'll never be able to know because she'll never play on the man's circuit. But I just think that would have been better for him just to not even not even put a number out there. I don't know where she would rank at on the women on the men's circuit. Women don't, don't they have I their don't own know circuit. Either. I don't All know I know either. is she's the greatest woman's player to ever play. And I agree That's with you. the answer he should have said. I agree with you. I do. But that wouldn't be John McEnroe. Right. Well he's still an idiot. I, I think he's an idiot too, but yeah. he's still gonna say what he's gonna say. <laughs> I think Brock Osweiler is an idiot, but he's always gonna give you the politically correct answer every single time. <laughs> oh, so we went from wow. Well you wanted other sports. And we talked about tennis, <laughs> of all sports. It's still a way to bet and said, what is the sport that y'all are going to talk mostly about in this podcast? I wouldn't have said tennis. Yeah, I probably would have said if we're going to pick a different sport, it would be soccer. But I just soccer. want to be clear. Serena, I love you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> y'all know that. If there, is, if there is one woman on this earth that I love, it's you. Babe. We are a, totally averted away from everything right now. Oh, gosh. Is that it? Are we done? That's it, man. I just want to tell to our listeners, please subscribe, leave comments. Um, I'm not getting enough comments. We want to know how we're doing. Leave comments, subscribe. Let us know how we're doing. Sorry this show went for so long for an hour. It's Trace Fault. Cowboy yeah. Nation. Laker Nation, baby. And well, anyway. Shout out to LeVar Ball, baby. <laughs> we're waiting on you, LeVar. Serena. Join the show. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's all I You're like, no. Serena, join the show. John Macro, come on, show, join the show too. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the new Channel Sports Podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars and don't forget to subscribe. Check out the podcast daily for sports news and scores. Thursdays for the take of the week and every Tuesday and Saturday for discussions on hot sports topics.